Welcome to Multiply Your Money, and this is episode number 113. And I think this is going to be one of the most important uh, episodes that I've recorded. Okay, really, really important. It talks about your mindset, but particularly it talks about how your brain handles money. Think of it like this. The brain doesn't work like this, but but it's a good working model to understand how your rational brain copes with your emotional brain as it relates to money. Okay, So think of it like this. Think of it that you've got a part of your brain, the oldest part of your brain um, is what we call the reptilian brain and it's a survival brain okay and it's the part of your brain that um, recognizes when you're in danger it's designed to keep you alive it's it's hardwired it's a better safe than sorry brain and it's it activates things like fears and cautions and things like that okay and we call it the reptile brain but as it relates to money, the reptile brain basically wants to do as little as possible and get the maximum amount of reward. So just think about like a frog or think about like a, a, a lizard or a snake. You know, when they're, as insects fly by, the tongue goes out and they see if they can catch some, right? That's sort of like the reptile brain. It wants to do as little as possible and it wants the maximum amount of reward. And where we see reptile brain... Um, in action is where, for example, uh, you want to win the lottery. Okay, I'm going to spend one pound or two pounds fifty on a lottery, two dollars fifty on a lottery ticket, and I'm going to end up with three hundred and three million in uh, by this Friday. And there's a lot of videos if you look on YouTube on how to win the lottery, you know, the law of attraction on how to win the lottery. At the heart of it is this idea that I want to do as little as possible and get the maximum amount of reward, okay? Uh, The problem with that is even we know statistically people who win the lottery end up in worse conditions than before they had the lottery simply because they don't know how to manage their money, right? But the reptile brain also panics very, very easily. So a lot of times you get in distress over your money because the reptile brain's kicked in. You know, uh, For example, it takes something like losing your job. You lose your job and then you've still got bills. You know, just because you lost your job, the bank doesn't say, okay, I tell you what, we'll just, we'll just put your mortgage on hold. Or, and the, uh, the, your, your energy supplier says, you know what, because you've lost your job, we won't charge you for, for your energy bills, right? those bills still keep coming. And, you know, I have to admit, there's a couple of times in my life where usually about 2 o'clock in the morning where I've woken up dead awake, you know, from dead asleep to wide awake in a cold sweat because I was so worried about money. And I was, it's almost like, I can I can honestly say it was as close to a, probably as a panic attack as you could probably think. You know, what am I going to do? You know, I remember I was in a hotel um, in, uh, in Earl's Court in London and I had no idea what I was going to do. 
uh, financially because I'd taken a year off work um, and it was I woke up at about two o'clock in the morning I think what have I done I've taken a year off work I'm in a hotel I've got nowhere to live um, you know it was one just just an awful moment in 1978 when I was living in London um, uh, I was staying in a hotel and I ran out of cash and um, one night I snuck in the back and found an empty room and was asleep there and someone came in with a torch and said, you've got to leave. And I was out on the street at about one thirty in the morning, right, and uh, living on the street. It was awful, awful feeling, panic, absolute pure panic, right, the reptile brain. The reptile brain needs to see it to believe it, okay? So the way that you pacify your reptile brain is you carry cash, and you might say, well, that's crazy because I've got credit cards. But, but your earliest recollections of money were cash, not credit cards. Okay, You handled cash as a child. That's what your reptile brain understands. If I can see it, if I can feel it, if it's real legal tender, I can appreciate it. So the question I'm going to ask you is, and I've asked this before, but I'm going to ask it again, right? What If I wanted to buy an hour of your time what would you charge me? Now, the way you can work that out is find out what your income is and divide that by 1,687.5. Now, why did I pick 1,687.5? Because most people in Western economies work 37 and a half hours per week by 45 weeks. Nobody works 52 weeks a year. You get holidays off and that sort of thing, right? But on average... What your employer is buying is 1,687 hour, 87 and a half hours or 37 and a half hours a week times 45 weeks a year. And so if you do that, you'll find out what your hourly rate is. So I was chatting with someone just recently and if I had to buy an hour of their time, um, uh, it would be £14.37, right? So here's the thing. I want you to work out what's an hour of my time worth and then multiply that by eight and that's what your time is worth a day, right? And I want you to carry your day rate. So let's say that you earned, um, let's say it was $10, $10 an hour, right? That's what you're being paid. Well, you'd carry $80. You'd carry $80 in cash, right? Uh, I have a client who charges $285 an hour, okay? And so he's carrying around about nearly $1,800 in cash in his pocket, okay? Um, Carry cash because the reptile part of your brain, it says, I haven't got any money, I haven't got any money. Well, take out your day rate and look at it and the brain goes, oh, yeah, I I have got my day rate there. Carry your day rate in cash. Work out what your time is worth an hour and carry, save up until you get your day rate. Now, you might say, well, I haven't got $80. Well, build it up slowly over time until you do have $80. And the second thing is put a £20 note or a $20 bill into your wallet and call it never spend it money. Don't ever touch that money. Put it in your wallet and leave it there. Don't, don't ever spend it. Leave it there, right? And just train yourself not to use it. 
to start with. So that every time you open your wallet, you'll always see you've got money. And if you're carrying your day rate, you'll always see that you've got money. Okay? That's how you pacify the reptile brain. The reptile brain, um, if I talk to people about managing money, most of them are panicking around money. That is the reptile brain kicking in saying, I can't see it, I don't believe it, I'm scared. Okay? You've got to learn to pacify that. So the way you pacify the reptile brain is to carry a day rate, to have a month's worth of overheads and outgoings in cash in your bank, to have save 10% of what you earn so that you can actually look at your bank statement and say, yeah, I have got money. I have got money. And if you say, I have got money, technically you are managing your money really well. If you've got your day rate, you're managing your money well. If you've got a month's worth of overheads in your bank account, you're managing your money well. If you've got money set aside for emergencies, you're now demonstrating to yourself that you're managing money. The amazing thing about this is once you get a month's, uh, uh, once you carry your day rate after a while, you won't even think about it. You won't even, it's just something that just pacifies that part of you that panics about money. Okay, try it out and I'll talk to you on the next recording. 